Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I am your host, Derek, and you are joining me for episode 68 today. Today, we are back to talk about State of Decay 2 again, and we have a great episode planned for today. Today, we are actually going to talk about the best Enclave bonuses in the game. So we're going to list the top 10 Enclave bonuses. We're going to talk about the bottom three Enclave bonuses, and any ones that don't make the cut, I'll still mention them. So we're going to talk about all of them. I believe in total there's about 49 or 50. In total, there's 37 Enclave benefits, so we're going to go through all those really quickly and then talk about the best ones. But before we get into that, I do want to mention that our next uh, potential stream is probably going to be tomorrow night, which is going to be Sunday night. I'm going to try and stream some of Crackdown 3, and we should get into that. I haven't officially played it yet as of this recording. But it was just released on Friday, and I'm going to try and dive into that, see what the game is about, you know, test it out, and see how it goes. So that should be a lot of fun. So I'm going to attempt to stream that um, tomorrow night on Sunday. And I do want to announce, too, that I know these streams that I've been doing haven't been very regular. Um, some of the times I give out a potential date of, like, okay, potentially Wednesday, and I don't end up streaming on a Wednesday. So I do want to say that come post one year anniversary, which is in a month, I will be planning to stream more regularly. I'm going to come up with a regular streaming schedule and I'm going to uh, follow that more regularly. But until that happens, we're going to kind of keep things going um, the same sort of pace that we have so far. So basically, up until the one year anniversary, we're going to attempt to keep things pretty much the same. And then once that anniversary hits, that's when we'll get into our uh, changes coming up. So I'm not ready to announce the changes yet because I'm still working them out and it's still a month away. But just know that uh, changes are in the works and I do have some plans that I'm going to continue to work on. But the next podcast is going to be on Wednesday. We're going to talk about Crackdown 3. So that will possibly be the last Wednesday podcast in the main feed. Um, I know I haven't revealed too much of the plans yet, but basically the way things are going to work out, this Crackdown 3 podcast on Wednesday might be the last uh, Wednesday episode you're going to hear. And then the rest of the episodes uh, will probably be Saturday episodes. So we'll see what happens, but as of right now, it looks like that's going to be the last Wednesday episode for a while. But we will talk about Crackdown 3, get into that, should be a lot of fun. And then also next Saturday, we will have another State of Decay 2 episode, so I do have some potential plans for that one, and that should be a lot of fun as well. But that's kind of the news so far, you know, State of Decay 2 episode next Saturday, Crackdown 3 episode on Wednesday, and then uh, hopefully a stream of Crackdown 3 on Sunday. So that's what you have to look forward to. But before we get into the Enclave benefits, I do just want to give a big thank you to Jeffrey Carr, the senior designer at Undead Labs. All this information I'm about to talk about, he gave me the official list. So there's a lot of these that I had seen, but there's some of these Enclave benefits that I wouldn't have even known about if he didn't give me the list because there's 37 of these and I haven't seen all 37. Like there's some radio commands that I'd never even heard of radio, these radio commands before, so they were kind of interesting to me. Uh, for example, there's one called Assault Play Cart, which I actually didn't know about before, so that's kind of interesting one. But we're going to get into these 37 different um, Enclave benefits and talk about them. And full disclosure, I do want to say that this is a topic that I'm not 100% knowledgeable about. Just because in my particular playstyle, up until now, I haven't really worried about Enclaves too often. Basically, I would just you know consider it too much of a hassle to help them out enough to keep the bonuses. But... After update 6.0, there's been a lot of other bonuses that came in that are great bonuses. And after, you know, looking through all this and kind of examining everything, I definitely want to start doing the tasks for the Enclaves more so and kind of helping them out more to get these bonuses and keeping them. Because basically, in the past, before update 6.0, I would pretty much just let the Enclaves, you know, go about their merry way and I would do whatever I had to do and... I wouldn't really bother with them too much. And that was because the benefits for them didn't really seem worth it enough to keep. So I just kind of let them, you know, go by the wayside. 
But now after update 6.0, there's actually some really cool benefits that I want to try out. So I think in the future, I will definitely keep Enclaves in my community and try to help them out more. But that being said, we will go through the list. So first, we're going to go through the original set of Enclave updates. First, we're going to go through the original set of Enclave benefits. So in this original set, we have zero cost followers. So this is pretty self-explanatory. It just makes your followers cost zero. So when you go to an Enclave to recruit a follower to come follow you, it wouldn't cost you anything. It would just be free to do that. So that's basically what that does. Um, to me, it's not super useful. It's probably one of the lower tier ones, I would say, just because these... Enclave followers, they don't really cost a lot anyways. I think it's 100 or 150 influence, so it's not like it costs a lot to get them to come with you. So it's not a huge benefit to me, but I mean, if you have it and you don't feel like getting rid of the Enclave, then I, I guess it's still some benefit to you because you're at least saving the influence and you can recruit them whatever you want. So it, it's not horrible, but it's also not very good either. Next, we have Assault Play Cart, which is the one that I mentioned I didn't really know about. Uh, basically, what this is, is a radio command. And if you're close enough to a play cart, you can use this radio command, and it's called Assault Play Cart. And what happens is the Enclave that's associated with that, they will actually come and start assaulting the play cart area. So basically, it's like an extra boost where you just call in an army to help you with the play cart. So if you're in a jam and you're going for a play cart or something, you can actually use this radio command and call in a group that actually helps you out, which honestly, I haven't tried this yet, but I definitely want to try it out now and see how it works because this sounds really cool, honestly. So this is something that I definitely want to try a lot more than some of the other ones in this list because this is kind of what I would like to see with Enclaves in the future where with Enclaves, you can actually, you know, work together with them to take out a common goal. And that's kind of why I like this benefit so much because it's sort of what I would envision Enclaves to be in possibly you know, a future State of Decay, like maybe a State of Decay 3. I would hope that the Enclaves are more interactive where you can actually, you know, talk to your Enclave and be like, hey, let's go take out these hostiles together. Let's go, you know, do this together. And it feels like more of a team atmosphere. Because currently in the State of Decay 2, the Enclaves sometimes feel like a pest because they're always like, hey, give me this food rucksack. Hey, I, I need fuel. Hey, uh, give me a generator. So it sometimes feels like they're a pest, and the Enclave benefits have been upgraded, I would say, to actually make it feel like even though they're a pest sometimes, it's worth it to actually keep them on your side. But the Assault Play Cart Radio Command, I think this is very useful because it gives you that sense of teaming up with your Enclave and kind of working together with them. So I'm definitely excited to try this out, and it sounds like a great Radio Command because if you're in a jam with a Play Cart, you can hit, you know, one button, and there you go, you got help. Next up is another radio command, which actually these next, uh, like, ten or so are all radio commands, but this next one is the vehicle delivery, and this is one that's really crucial as well, because the vehicle delivery, basically what happens is use the radio command, and it delivers a fully repaired, fully gassed up vehicle that you can use at your leisure. So this is really handy if, uh, say, a horde's chasing you, or... You're in a bad spot away from your base. Maybe your car blows up and you have, you know, no way to get back home. You can actually use this radio command, call in a vehicle, and there you go. A vehicle is going to drop uh, somewhere close by to you. So this is really handy, actually, because it's one of those things that really gets you out of a bad situation. So if your car, you know, blows up, if you ran out on foot and then you realize, oh, shoot, you know, I'm, I'm out of stamina. I have to get back to base somehow, but I'm out of stamina. or Maybe, you know, if a juggernaut's chasing you down, you can try and hide in the building real quick and call in a car, then, you know, run out to the car and escape him. So this is very handy because it allows you a lot of escape options that you might not have, you know, if you didn't have a second car with you, which obviously if you don't have any friends with you, you're not going to have that second car. You know, if you're playing in multiplayer, this probably doesn't help as much, but I would say in single player, this helps a lot more because... If you're ever in a bad situation, you just call in a car and you're good to go. So this is one of my favorite commands, honestly. And the enclaves that I did keep around, I kept one around that had this command for a long time because it is such a useful command. Ally medical advice. 
This is also a radio command, and this one's very useful because it actually helps you heal instantly. So it, it can't, you know, be overstated enough that basically if you're hurt, you can use this radio command and you're healed. So it, it's that simple, and it's also that powerful. I mean, this is honestly a radio command that everyone seems to like because you can just call in for some medical advice, and they heal you, and you're good. So... Um, it's not one that I've used in a long time, though, so I am a tad hazy on exactly how it works, but I think it's literally just where you press the radio command, it heals you instantly, and you're good to go. I don't think it's anything else beyond that, um, but I could be a little bit off on this, but I know it's along those lines. Because, again, you know, for the longest time, I've been abandoning the Enclaves and just letting them go on their own, so... For the longest time, I haven't been using a lot of these benefits, but from what I remember, that's how it works, and I do know it gives you your health back um, right away. So, to me, this is one that's super helpful and probably one of the better benefits that there is because, you know, how much, what else can you want? I mean, basically, you're hurt, you hit a button, you're healed. So, if you have no beds on you, if you're being chased, whatever the case is, you can use this and you're healed. And that is so powerful because if you run out of meds, if you're, you know, out of stamina, whatever the case is, if you have injuries, you can use this and actually get in a good spot. That way you can escape whatever situation you're in and get back to your base. So it can't be overstated enough that Ally Medical Advice, you know, is a great, great Enclave benefit. Next up, we have Plague Heart Supplies. This is also Radio Command. And... This gives you items that help with play cards. So that could be um, a lot of explosives. It could be some medical items, you know, say some bandages. It, it's randomized, so you don't exactly know what you're going to get. But I would assume you're probably going to get things like Molotovs. You might get some bandages. You might uh, possibly get a little bit of ammo. So things like that, they're going to help you take out play cards. So it, it's decent. Um, it's not one that I would say is top, top tier, but it definitely is decent because if you're going play heart hunting, then you could use this real quick, call in some supplies, and there you go. You're ready to go. Next up, though, we have medical supplies. This is a radio command, and this gives you emergency medical supplies. So usually it's um one med rucksack. It's got some first aid kit, possibly, possibly some strong painkillers. Um, and a lot of these commands, by the way, they take 75 influence for a lot of these. But basically, this is really useful because if you're in a bad spot where you're out of meds, you can use this command and get a meds drop. So that is very helpful to you because if you're away from your base, if you're away from an outpost, you can use this out in the field and you can get some medical supplies. And that is very handy and it's something that's very useful to the player. So definitely one of the ones I would say is a little bit more up there in terms of uh, value. Next up is a radio command called booze delivery. And this one's actually pretty useful as well because this one gives you a rucksack of food gives you some ethanol and a bunch of high-value trading items. So, like, um, bottles of liquor, you know, maybe uh, one of those bottles of whiskey that's worth a lot for trading. So, essentially, this gives you some stuff to make alcohol, and it gives you some stuff that is already tradable. And this is honestly a pretty good radio command because it gives you an opportunity to get more influence. So, you can take the stuff from this radio command that drops you, and go over to a trader, trade this to them, and there you go, you have some influence. So that's why this is actually really useful, because you can use this radio command, get back some influence. It only costs you 75 influence to do it, and you're going to get back that and then some. So this is honestly one of the better radio commands, because it gives you a way to get influence if you need influence. So you can use this radio command, you can get enough influence to buy maybe another, another car you need, maybe another base, whatever you want to get. So that's why I like this radio command, because it gives you a chance to get more influence. Next up, we have an Enclave benefit called Luxury Supply Drop. This is also a radio command, and basically this is, does what it says. You know, it gives you luxury supplies. So again, this is tradable items. Um, I'm, I would say it's not as good as the booze delivery one, because the booze delivery one, it gives you tradable gear. But it also gives you a rucksack of food and some ethanol, too. So it gives you more than just tradables. Now, Luxury Supply Drop, it probably would give you more influence overall because it's Luxury Supplies. But it's not going to give you those things that are usable in your base as well. So 
That's why I like the booze delivery a little bit better because it gives you that rucksack too. Next, we have Encouragement, which is Radio Command. And if I'm remembering this right, I believe the Encouragement one gives you morale, which, you know, morale is very useful in this game. And if you keep your morale up, then your people are happy. They don't get into fights. They don't threaten to leave your community. They don't kick over, you know, cans of fuel and waste them or uh, lose food or lose, you know, materials, things like that. So keeping your community happy is very important. And I believe that's what this radio command is used for. So if that's the case, like I'm remembering it right, then honestly, um, it's a decent one, but not one that's, you know, top, top level because there's other ways to get morale in the game and, you know, just destroying all the play cards in your community, for example, that's worth a lot of morale right there. So there's other ways to get morale, but it's definitely not a bad one, obviously, because, you know, morale is important and this gives you some free morale. So that's good. Next is Rooftop Sniper, which is a radio command. This one, if I'm remembering right, is where you call it in and then basically it has someone that actually takes out the zombies that are near you. So it's kind of like if you're in a jam, you can use this radio command and basically there's going to be someone with a, you know, sniper. They're going to take out the zombies around you and keep you safe. And that's what I remember this one being. I could be a little bit off on that, but I think it's um, very similar to the Clio air support uh, that you get from the Clio transmitter. I think it's very similar to that, where basically you're just calling this in and you get some, you know, air support type deal and it takes care of the zombies around you. So if, if that's the case, like I'm remembering it, then that's awesome. You know, it's definitely useful to you because if you're in a jam, you can use this real quick. Boom, you're good. They're going to take out the zombies around you. Rooftop Recon, this is another radio command. I believe this one gives you more knowledge of your surroundings, but honestly, I can't speak too much on Rooftop Recon because um, this is one that I definitely wouldn't have wanted to use because you can use a survey car, you can, you know, go out on foot. You don't really need a lot of help with figuring out your surroundings, I would say, and I believe that's what this one does. You know, it tells you what enemies are close by. At least that's what I remember from it. I think I only use it one time ever. So I, I do apologize that I can't give too much information on that one. And again, I'll say um, I said at the top of this, you know, I'm not going to sound as knowledgeable on this subject as some of the other subjects I had because I'm someone that didn't really use enclaves too often. So some of these things I'll be a little bit hazy on because there's some of these commands or some of these enclave benefits that I use like one or once or twice and then I never use it again. Now I'm going to start to get into these a little bit more. So I will you know come across these again. I will try to use them again. But as of the recording this episode, I haven't used some of these in a long time. So I'm a little bit hazy on some of the details of them. But I did try to research them as much as I could before doing the episode and some of these I just didn't come across at all like rooftop recon I didn't come across any information on exactly what this does so I'm a little bit hazy on that one but honestly it's one that I feel like isn't going to be worth your time because whatever it does it's going to be something recon related and honestly in my view you don't really need it you know there's a lot better enclave benefits to get and for the amount of enclaves you have at once in your world, I would say this isn't one that you want to take with you. Next up, we have a radio command called Supply Drop. This one basically just gives you random lower level goods. So it's going to be randomized. It'll give you random stuff. It might give you, you know, maybe a little bit of ammo, maybe a couple of painkillers. Um, it could give you like boxes of seeds, just random things that are, you know, lower level, but are still useful to you. So. Honestly, it's not that great because it's all lower level stuff that you could find anywhere in a house or something like that. But, you know, it's still helpful. I mean, if you have the command and you have, you know, no other enclaves popping up, then, hey, you know, make use of it. I mean, why not get the random stuff? Combat resupply is another one. This is also a radio command. And basically this gives you, you know, what you'd expect. It gives you combat related stuff. So it might give you ammo, might give you grenades, might give you... um melee weapons possibly so it, it's all randomized again but it's going to be anything that's related to combat so you know just use your head and think about you know what could be related to combat you know could be 
melee weapons. It could be possibly a gun. So it's going to be randomized what you're going to get, but it could be useful. I mean, or it could be, you know, you go there and you, you're like, ah, oh, dang it, I don't like those type of guns. Or, ah, oh, give me a blunt weapon. I don't really use blunt weapons. So it could be good. It could be bad, depending on your play style. Next, we have roadside assistance. This is also a radio command, and this will give you vehicle-related consumables or, you know, vehicle-related stuff. So it might give you some cans of fuel. It might give you some parts. It might give you uh, toolboxes. It could give you vehicle upgrade kits, perhaps. Don't quote me on the upgrade kits, though. I think the upgrade kits would be a little bit, you know, too excessive to give you in a drop like that. But basically, it's going to give you all, you know, random vehicle-related stuff. I haven't seen an upgrade kit coming yet, so that might just be wishful thinking on my part because I think it's going to be, you know, lower level to some degree. But the key here is it's probably going to give you toolboxes, and that's something that's very useful to you, and that's something that I would definitely want in a drop like this because if your car is, you know, blown up, you can call this in real quick, go to this drop, and grab a toolbox, repair your car, and be on your way. Or if your car runs out of gas, it's probably going to give you a gas can so you can call this in. Hopefully get a gas can and, you know, keep moving. So that's why I like this command a lot because it's something that is very useful in a pinch. And that's kind of what I like in my Enclave benefits is things that are useful to me in a pinch or things that benefit me throughout the long term. You know, things like Rooftop Sniper, for example, that's not really as useful to me because I could just run away from whatever's chasing me or I could, you know try to take it out myself or get into a building where I'm going to be safe, get on top of a sign. There's other things I can do that I probably wouldn't make the best use of that command. But something like roadside assistance, you know, if I have a car next to me and it's blown up, I could use the roadside assistance, hopefully get a toolbox, repair that car and get out of there before the zombies ever catch me. Now, obviously, it depends on the situation. I mean, you know, it depends on the size of the horde. It depends on if there's ferals involved. There's a lot of factors that go into this stuff, but I'm basically just saying that in a pinch, the roadside assistance will help you a lot, where the rooftop sniper you know, can still help you, but it probably won't help you as much. So it really just depends on the situation, though. I mean, a lot of these Enclave benefits will be useful to you in the right situation. Just I think roadside assistance is useful in more situations than others. Next, we have Comfort in Numbers, and this actually provides you a plus 8 morale bonus. So, morale is great. Um, this is something that's going to be nice for you. It's nice that it's constant, and it's nice that, you know, it's something that you don't call in. It's just constant plus 8 morale, so that does help your community. But I would say this really isn't worth your time as much, especially considering that the next one I'm going to mention is called Trusted Friends, and this gives you a plus 16 morale bonus. So obviously you want the trusted friends more than anything that plus 16 morale is obviously going to be a lot better than plus eight so the trusted friends is the one you want if you're going to go for one of those and there are a lot of ways to get morale in the game you know if you take out play cards uh some people have you know if you're in the movie theater base they like that and they give you extra morale for that there's different things you can do to get morale uh, you can make a lounge for example you can use the lounge to get a lot of morale so both of these are definitely useful, but Trusted Friends is the one you're going to want out of the two. Next, we have Spreading the Word. This gives you influence bonus of plus 100 per day. So this is the one that I would say is nice. It's, you know, kind of a novelty where, oh, I get an extra 100 influence. So it's kind of nice. You're not really going to think about it too much. And honestly, it's one that I probably wouldn't want as an enclave. You know, if I have an enclave that I'm going to keep, it want, I'm going to want it to be an enclave that's going to benefit me a little more than this because this doesn't really do a lot for me. I can get, you know, 100 influence by killing two juggernauts. So two juggernaut kills and there we go. There's my 100. So it, it's nice to have the extra 100 a day, but it's not really a necessity, I would say. Next, we have training and advice. This gives you plus 50% experience bonus. This is one I would say you really shouldn't think about at all because, you know, 100... 50% experience bonus, that's not going to do a lot for you. I mean, your people are going to gain their experience anyway. So, you know, speeding up getting their experience isn't really something that I'm interested in personally. Maybe someone else out there is. But to me, 
you know, if I'm trying to train them in cardio or I'm trying to train them in shooting, just by doing cardio more, just by doing shooting more, they're going to gain it eventually anyway. So they're going to level up. So why do I need an experience bonus when it's going to happen anyways? I mean, they're going to get there without too much effort. If you just use them for, you know, a couple hours, they're probably going to be maxed out in that level. Or not maxed out, but at least high enough to specialize is what I meant. So it's not something that I'm too concerned with. I mean, red talent people, maybe, you know, having a red talent person, this would be a little bit more useful to you because the red talent ones go up a little bit slower in experience. Or sorry, they go up slower in standing. So it probably helps most with the respect books, I would say. Next up, we have relay service. And what this will do is it reduces most radio cooldowns by 30%. So this is one that I would say isn't really worth your time too much unless you have a lot of the radio command enclaves. So if you have a lot of the enclaves that give you radio command benefits, then this actually could be worth your time because it's going to reduce those cooldowns by 30%. So if you have, you know, four enclaves in your map, if you have the relay service with three other radio command enclaves, this could actually be a useful combo to you because... You're going to have all those radio commands reduced in time. But, I mean, by itself, if you don't have any other radio command enclaves, then I would say it's not that useful to you because you're not going to be using those radio commands too often. So, to me, it's not that useful in the long run. But if you have a lot of radio command enclaves, you know, if you have a lot of radio commands that you use a lot, then okay, it could be useful to you. And the other thing, too, is it's most radio, it's most radio cooldowns are reduced. So, the fact that it's most, you don't really know if it's going to work for every single one you have. And that kind of worries me, too, because if it's one that you really want to have reduced and it doesn't work for that one, then that's kind of a bummer. Next up, we have off-site food storage. So what this will do is it gives you plus 10 food storage. So it's kind of self-explanatory there. I mean, you can basically store 10 more food because your enclave provides you extra storage. So to me, it's not really needed because... If you just make your storage level 3, you're probably going to have enough storage for whatever you need anyways. I mean, it's not like it's a bad thing. You know, and the next one after this too is offsite fuel storage. Kind of the same thing goes for that. That gives you plus 10 fuel storage for both of these ones. I mean, they're not necessarily bad things, but it's things that you're probably not going to need too often. I mean, I could see maybe in the early game, you know, before you upgrade things too much in your base... These could actually help out a little bit in the early game, but after the early game is over, you're not really going to need them too much. But next up, we have the final one from the original Enclave Benefits, and this is Lending a Hand. Lending a Hand gives you plus three labor, and honestly, it kind of does the opposite of what you want it to do. I mean, it, it kind of takes your hands away in the sense that, like, it's really, you know... All the work you have to do to keep up an Enclave as your friends, you're doing all that work to get plus three labor. I mean, it seems like it's kind of, you know, a little bit too much just to keep plus three labor. And I would never recommend um, keeping this Enclave benefit. I would basically tell this Enclave to take a hike and, you know, see you later because labor is not something in the game right now that is that useful. Because you can basically make your entire base in, you know, about like 10 to 15 minute span. And you generally don't have to wait for labor. I mean, yes, there's times where I've had to wait a couple minutes for labor. But you generally don't have to wait that long for something to be built. So the extra labor really isn't going to come into use that often. And when it does, it's not like you're going to notice it enough that, wow, I'm so glad I had that extra three labor. So. This is one that I would say is one of the few Enclave benefits that really miss the mark. And most of these Enclave benefits are useful in some way. This is one of the few out of the 37 that I would say doesn't really help you at all. So this one's kind of a dud out of the 37. But moving on, we have our new Enclave benefits. So these are all Enclave benefits that came out after update 6.0. Update 6.0 happened in December, so these are all new Enclave benefits since December. First up, we have Overflow Barracks. This will give you plus three beds, and 
honestly, uh, if you heard my outpost episode, you heard, you know, how much I value the beds. And this is very useful to you because having plus three beds, that is something that you don't have to worry about using an outpost for. So if you have plus three beds from this, maybe you have, you know, one of the hero bonuses that um, takes away the need for three beds. So if you combine that with one of the hero bonuses where you need three less beds, basically that's six beds right there. And you almost have enough beds for an entire community without actually building anything in your community. So you could, you know, finagle this different ways to where if you have this enclave benefit, you can actually avoid building, you know, a barracks in your base. You can avoid building a red talon bunk room. You can avoid, you know, using extra outposts in extra outposts to take up beds. I mean, you're going to need something besides this, obviously, but depending on your situation, you might have a situation that's good enough where you don't really need to use a lot of extra resources or extra space to take care of your bed situation. The overflow barracks is definitely one of the better ones, I would say. Next up, we have bed and breakfast. And this one will give you plus two beds and plus one food per day. And this one, I would say, out of all 37, this is probably the hidden gem that people won't really think about that much that is very powerful. And the reason why is we just talked about the beds, how important the beds are. Well, this gives you plus two beds, so that takes away, you know, a lot of stress in fi figuring out your bed situation. This is basically covering one bed's outpost, so you need one less bed's outpost now than you needed before. And that is actually pretty huge, because if you had a situation where you might have needed, you know, two bed's outposts to cover the beds for your community, now you only need one. So that frees up a whole outpost you can use for something else. So you could use that whole outpost slot for ammo, you could use it for meds, you could use it for materials, whatever you need in your community. So basically this takes away one outpost slot. And this is definitely better than the overflow barracks because while the overflow barracks gives you plus three beds, that's not taking away two outpost slots. It's only taking away one. So it gives you some extra options possibly, but, you know, you still only take away one outpost with that. You know, with bed and breakfast, you still take away that one outpost. But on top of that, you're actually gaining one food per day. And, you know, one food per day might not seem like much, but let's not forget that having a food outpost, that gives you one food per day. So essentially, the bed and breakfast is like having two outposts in one slot. And that can't be overstated enough how huge that is, because basically, if you have this enclave benefit, you have a bed's outpost and you have a food's outpost without ever using an outpost like that is enormous and i can't say it enough how powerful that is i mean just think about that for a second because say you have a six outposts you know you have your six outposts if you plan on using okay i have two beds outposts i have you know two food outposts and i have two outposts that are you know say ammo for example okay now if you have bed and breakfast you just acquired that as an enclave right now you don't need that beds outpost you don't need that foods outpost anymore. So now you have two outpost slots freed up. You can use those two outposts for anything you want. You can use those outposts for meds. You can use them for materials. You can use them for fuel. Whatever you want. But this basically takes away two outpost slots that you don't need to use anymore. So bed and breakfast, in my opinion, is the hidden gem out of all the Enclave benefits. I'm not particularly saying it's the best one yet. We'll get to my rankings afterwards, but I would definitely, you know, say that it's going to be up there at my list somewhere. So it will be in the top 10. I will announce that right here, but you'll have to see where it officially lands. Next up, though, we have Dinner Theater. And Dinner Theater is actually pretty good as well. This gives you plus eight morale and plus one food per day. So basically, Dinner Theater gives you your food outpost. So that's very nice. You know, it gives you your food outpost. And then on top of that, it gives you eight morale. So, you know, you're going to get extra morale for your community. You're going to get your food. And honestly, it's pretty decent. I mean, I wouldn't say it's as good as bed and breakfast, but it's definitely a very nice enclave benefit to have because you're going to get extra morale for your community. You're going to keep them a little bit happier. You're going to keep them from using supplies. And then you're going to get one food on top of that. So definitely one that, you know, is 
higher up there and one I would say is a great Enclave benefit to have. Next, we have Recycling Expertise. This gives you plus 50 parts per day. Um, this is one I would say is a novelty. I mean, plus 50 parts per day, it's nice. It's, you know, something that's cool to have, but kind of like the parts outpost, it's not really that powerful because you can find a lot of parts, you know, if you know where to look. I mean, going into one building, you might be able to find 50 parts in that one building. So it's not one that I would say is super powerful, but I mean, if you have it, great. You're going to get extra, extra parts, but it's not one that I would say is like, oh, wow, I have this recycling expertise enclave. They give me 50 parts per day. Like, this is awesome. You know, I'm set for life now. I definitely would not say that's the case. So um, it's nice, It's but it's a novelty, basically. So next up, we have a string of five different enclave benefits that are all pretty powerful. We have share of the harvest, which gives you plus two food per day. Open pharmacy, which gives you plus two meds per day. Munitions manufacture, which gives you plus two ammo per day. Construction partners, which gives you plus two materials per day. And filtration service, which gives you plus two fuel per day. So basically, you have a way to get plus two fuel, materials, ammo, meds, or food. And honestly, all five of these are very good bonuses. And they're all bonuses that are definitely, you know, top of the list pretty much. And it's all about which one you prefer. I mean, I had someone reach out to me after the Outpost episode, and they said that, you know, I ranked materials lower on my list, but they actually use a lot of materials because they make a lot of crossbow bolts, and they use a lot of parts, so to them, materials is more important. And for them, ammo isn't important, and I rank ammo high. So I definitely respect that, and I want to say, too, when I'm talking about these lists, when I'm ranking things, you know... These are based on my experience and my preferences. I mean, I definitely acknowledge that there's going to be people out there that value different things than I do. So, you know, for example, the fuel, I don't really value fuel that much in the game because one fuel can, my car's good to go for a while. And that's basically all I use fuel for because, you know, if you don't use the generators or anything, you really don't need fuel for anything else. So fuel is not that important to me. But someone else out there, they might, you know, need fuel all the time. They might be, you know, driving their cars everywhere and go through a lot of fuel. They might use the generators a lot to power their facilities. Maybe they don't have a power outpost and maybe they also don't use the builder boon. So there's definitely different ways to play this game. And that's what I love about it is that, you know, you can get to the same outcome by choosing different paths. So just because I don't value fuel that much doesn't mean it's not useful to someone else. So there might be someone out there that definitely values fuel a lot. Just for me, it's not something that I value that much. And materials, again, I don't value that as highly for my play style, but there might be someone that out there that does. For me, I would say out of these, the munitions manufacturer, which gives you plus two ammo per day, that's pretty solid. The open pharmacy giving you plus two meds per day that's solid, and the share of the harvest, which gives you plus two food per day, that's solid as well. And all three of those are the ones that I would put highest priority on, which which especially is nice about the meds one too, is if you have an infirmary, we all know that infirmary costs two meds per day. So imagine if you have this enclave benefit, you literally don't even need meds anymore because, well, I mean, obviously you need meds if you want to make some painkillers, you want to make some bandages, you need it for that type of stuff, but what I mean by you don't need meds anymore is I mean that you're already sustainable. You're not, you know, using meds per day, and you're already sustainable where you're not losing meds. So that is very nice, where if you have this Enclave benefit, Open Pharmacy, you're not losing meds now, and that is kind of huge. You know, the food and the ammo one, I mean, the ammo you can obviously use Outpost for, so it's not as critical, and the food one, I mean, there's... A ton of ways to get food it's nice to have and it's definitely something that's great but it's not something where it's gonna you know make or break you to have this enclave benefit but all all five of those honestly are pretty good i mean even the fuel and materials ones that i don't use that much those are great as well but next up we have neighborhood watch neighborhood watch gives you minus three threat and this is one that i would say kind of misses the mark as well i mean Minus three threats, 
for me personally, it's not really that big of a deal because my threat is never that high. So I don't ever have to worry that much. And even if it is high, you know, say I'm building everything at once my base, I kind of welcome the, you know, hordes sometimes. Like having the hordes attack my base is kind of fun sometimes. So minus three threat is not something that I'd really be interested in having. But like I said before, you know, there could be someone out there that really, you know, wants to manage their threat very well. So this could be a big thing for them. So next up, we have a series of Enclave benefits that all give you 100% experience in a certain category. First up, we have Fight Club. This gives you plus 25 health and plus 100% fighting XP. Then we have Jogging Buddies. That gives you plus 25 stamina and 100% cardio XP. Then we have Scavenging Partners. Plus 25 parts per day and 100% wits XP. And Gun Safety Club. This gives you plus 1 ammo per day and 100% shooting XP. So to me, the better ones out of these are going to be Jogging Buddies, which gives you the stamina and cardio XP, and then 1 ammo per day and shooting XP from the Gun Safety Club. Um, I would say the Scavenging Partners isn't really useful to you that much because, one, getting wits XP up is very, very easy. You literally just search whatever you can find, and it's going to go up pretty fast. And we already talked about the parts, too. The parts are pretty easy to find, so... The fight club's not that great either because you're going to do a lot of fighting in the game. You know, that XP is pretty easy to get up. And the 25 health, we, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but extra health is nice, but it's not going to help you in the long run because it's not going to get you out of situations. It basically just means you can take a couple extra hits. Now, the jogging buddies, um, this is, you know, the cardio XP is very easy to get, so that's kind of a mute point. But the 25 stamina, that's actually really nice because as I've talked about in previous podcasts, stamina is very useful to you and stamina is what's going to get you out of situations. Stamina, extra stamina is going to get you to run farther. It's going to keep you in fights longer and it'll do different things like that because if you're fighting a zombie and you run out of stamina, that's a bad situation. You know, an extra 25 stamina, it doesn't seem like a lot, but that could be the difference between you running out of a fight and, you know, escaping. It could be the difference between you, you know, killing a zombie and then turning around to hit another zombie. So having extra stamina is always something that I'm going to be, you know, trying to get. So for me, this is definitely one that I would um, subscribe to for Enclave Benefit. And then the Gun Safety Club, the Shooting XP, that is probably the one XP that you might want a little bit of bonus for because, you know, not everyone shoots a ton. So having, you know, your shooting XP go up faster that would be beneficial to some people. And then the plus ammo per day, that's basically like having an outpost. So the gun safety club is probably the one I'd rank the highest out of these four. Because um, it gives you basically a gun's outpost. And it gives you your shooting XP where your shooting is going to go up faster. So that is definitely something that's useful to you. And then the last one out of all of them is called Caravans. And what Caravans does is it gives you plus 50% field efficiency. So this is something that I would say is definitely useful to you. You know, you, you drive a lot in this game. You go a lot of places in your car and having your fuel last longer. That is definitely useful to you. So um, it might not be, you know, the top, top notch for some people, but I would say it's definitely worth having because extra fuel efficiency. Why not? I mean, basically your fuel is going to last longer. So that's great. So that is all 37 Enclave benefits. So we will just move right into our rankings now. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to mention the bottom three Enclave benefits, and then I'll get into my rankings for the top ten Enclave benefits. So for our bottom three, these are going to be our worst out of the 37. These are the ones you definitely don't want. So I'll start at number three, which is basically the third worst. I would say this is training and advice. Training and advice is the one that gives you plus 50% experience. And I talked about this earlier when we talked about it. I mean, this isn't going to help you a ton because basically it's just going to get your experience for your characters up faster. And that's not really something that's that beneficial to you because, you know, your cardio, your wits, all that stuff, it's all going to go up eventually. So this isn't really going to help you that much. Plus, if you look at, you know, some of the newer ones that are updated, you know, Fight Club, Jogging Buddies, these all give you plus 100% XP in a certain category. 
you know, training and advice, that only gives you 50% XP in all categories. So it's nice that it gives you all categories, but it's only 50%. So it's not going to do much for your community. And it might help newer players a little bit more, I guess. And that's why it's, you know, ranked third worst for me instead of higher. But it's not one that I'm going to be using uh, personally. Second worst, in my opinion, is Neighborhood Watch. This is the one that gives you minus three threat. And to me, threat is a mechanic in the game that doesn't really factor in too much at this time. Because right now, threat, basically what threat means is, okay, the higher your threat, the better chance of your base getting attacked by zombies. Well, I've never had a zombie attack in my base where I ever really felt threatened. So to me, it, it's not that high of a concern because I've never felt threatened at my base. You know, my base is where I feel the most safe. So, for some people, if they get attacked at their base, if they feel like, you know, the threat is enough where this might be good to keep it lower, maybe this is something that's useful to them. But I would say for most people, Neighborhood Watch is not really going to be useful to you because it's going to give you minus three threat at your base. I mean, your base can usually handle most hordes, I would say. So, to me, it's not really that worth it. And then out of all 37, the worst benefit out of all 37 is, of course, lending a hand. This is the one that gives you plus three labor. And basically, this is the one that I already called the dud. It's a total dud where labor in the game right now is not a factor right now. So, you know, maybe in a future update or maybe in like a state of the K3, uh, the labor system will probably work better. But as the game stands right now, Labor is not a concern at all. So getting plus three extra labor, that's basically, you know, it's kind of a waste because you're doing all this work to keep that enclave your friends and all you're getting from it is plus three labor, which you can't do anything with. So to me, lending a hand is the worst one at all 37 and it's the only one, like even, you know, neighborhood watch and training and advice, I could see some uses for those a little bit. You know, maybe for newer players, those two might help them a little bit, but lending a hand is the only one out of all 37 that I would say is, uh, you pick that one? Why? Like, so to me, it's the only one out of all 37 that is complete waste of time. So, you know, that's honestly, that's not a bad thing. Like, to me, that's crediting the developers because out of 37 benefits, they only made one that's horrible. So... To me, that is a credit to Undead Labs because that means 36 out of 37 Enclave benefits are useful in some way. You can find a use for them. You know, if you're a new player, you might find a use for it. If you play this certain play style, you might find a use for it. So 36 out of 37, I can find a reason that you would want it. But only one, Lending a Hand, is the only one I would say there's really no reason to ever have this. You know... Even if you're a new player, if you're a veteran player, whatever type of playstyle you use, there's no reason to use Lending Hand. So, you know, great job on that last because out of 37 benefits, there's only one done. So, to me, that's, that's an accomplishment to me. But, enough about the bottom three. We can kind of move on to our top ten now. So, starting at ten and going up, number ten is Roadside Assistance. Roadside assistance, if you remember, that's the one that gives you the vehicle consumables and vehicle supplies. So this is the one that's probably going to give you, you know, toolkits. It's probably going to give you fuel. It might give you parts, things like that that will help with your vehicle. And this is one that I would definitely say deserves to be in the top 10 because it's really useful in a jam. But at the same time, you have to call this in. You have to go get that drop. Then you have to take the toolkit. Take it back to the car that was destroyed. Repair the car. So it's going to take you a little bit before you actually make use of this and get yourself out of the situation you're in. So by the time you use this, you know, you might possibly be dead. I mean, depending on your situation, because if you have something chasing you and you use this, okay, great, you got a toolkit now, but now you have to go back to where you were before. You have to repair that car. You have to drive it out of there. So this is one that's not really the best in the world emergency situations, but I would say if it's a non-emergency, this is kind of um, useful to you because if it's a non-emergency, you're stuck on the side of the road, your car's blown up, use this real quick, 
go grab it, and there you go, you're good. So I would say non-emergency situations, this is pretty useful to you, but if it's like a dire situation, this isn't going to help you too, too much, because it takes too much time to actually make use of the stuff it's going to give you. Number nine is medical supplies. And medical supplies is the one that gives you the medical supplies, so it's going to give you, you know, probably a meds rucksack, it'll probably give you a med kit, maybe some strong painkillers, maybe some regular painkillers. It'll basically give you things like that, but the medical supplies are definitely useful to you. Just, I would say it's number nine because it's not going to be something that really helps you too much in emergency, kind of like the roadside assistance. So in an emergency, this isn't going to do a lot for you, but if it's a non-emergency, you know, it's a great way to get more supplies for your community. Number is partners. This is the one that gives you plus two materials per day, and I'm not as huge on materials personally. That's why it's lower at number eight for me, but it's definitely still useful. I mean, plus two materials per day, that's basically the equivalent of two outposts. So, you know, definitely very useful. Just for me, I'm not as keen on materials. I don't use them as, as often, but if you're someone out there that uses materials a lot, this definitely can benefit you a lot. So uh, I think it deserves to be in the top 10. Just for me personally, it's a little bit lower on my list. Number seven is Assault Play Card. Now, Assault Play Card, that's the one that you call the Enclave, and basically the Enclave comes to your aid, and they kind of help you attack the play card. So this is one that I think deserves to be in the top ten, because if you're ever in a bad situation in a play card, you basically hit a button, and then you have a whole Enclave that's going to help you out. So to me, that's really cool, and not just like for the functionality of it, but also for the enjoyment of it, too. I mean, you know, I haven't used this one yet, so full disclosure, I don't know exactly if it works as well as I'm thinking of, but I mean, I can just imagine, you know, fighting hard, hit a button, and then I have like three people roll up and they kind of help me out. So that sounds kind of cool, actually. So I hope that in the future, this is something that they actually have to fight hostile enclaves, too, because I think there should be a radio command where a friendly enclave helps you attack a hostile enclave. I think that'd be really cool, and, you know, Undead Labs, I hope you're listening, so that is the next Enclave benefit I would like to see, is an Enclave benefit where you have a radio command that's kind of like Assault Hostile Enclave, so kind of like Assault Play Card, basically the only difference is you use a radio command, and an Enclave helps you attack a Hostile Enclave. I think that'd be really cool to have your friends come in, help you jump in, and attack Hostile, so... I think that's something that would be nice to have, and hopefully, you know, in a future update, they can actually make that happen, because I think it'd be really cool to have, um, you could call it Assault Hostels, or Assault Hostel Enclave, whatever you want to call it, I guess, but I think that'd be a really cool Enclave benefit to have, and if that was an Enclave benefit, that'd be my top 10 list, too. Now, of course, I don't know what the programming or semantics side of that is, I mean, it might be difficult to get that in the game, but... I would kind of think if there's a way to do it with a play card, I don't think it'd be that much different to do it with a hostile enclave. So, you know, hopefully it's something that would be able to be done. The only thing I can think of maybe is say there's a hostile enclave of three people and then you call in another three people from a friendly enclave. That basically be seven people in one area. So I would think the game can handle that. Cause, I mean, you obviously have, you know, like up to nine people at your base. So. I would think the game could possibly handle seven people at one space, but um, that's the only thing that I'm kind of thinking in my head right now. You know, it might be a little bit hard logistically for them to do, but I hope there's a way to do it. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see. But yeah, number seven, Assault Play Card, you know, definitely something that's very useful to you. Number six, I have as Share of the Harvest. This is the one that gives you plus two food per day. And the reason why this is a little bit lower for me is only because... There's other ways to get food now. You know, you can even make food now with the new update. So the fact that there's other ways to get food now and the fact that basically with one hydroponics and a compost bin, you can make six food a day. There's other things you can do to get food that you won't need this as much, but it is definitely very handy because it basically gives you the equivalent of two food outposts. So that is very nice. Number five. You know, top five now, it's kind of along the same lines. 
Munitions Manufacturer. This is the one that gives you plus two ammo per day. And the reason why this is number five is because ammo is very important to me personally. There's not as many ways to get ammo in the game. You know, ammo is one of the things that's a little bit uh, more scarce. And even the ammo outposts, there's not as many ammo outposts in the game. So to me, having munitions manufactured, that's a great benefit because that basically gives you plus two ammo outposts. So having two ammo outposts, now you wouldn't really need them because you have your munitions manufactured benefit. So plus two ammo per day, that basically is most of the ammo you're going to need. I mean... I've been at points where I've had plus three ammo per day, but plus two ammo per day is pretty good, and I think you'd be pretty set with that. So, basically, if you have this Enclave benefit, you're pretty set in ammo. Number four is, along the same lines again, Open Pharmacy. This is the one that gives you plus two meds per day, and the reason I have this highest out of those, you know, plus two meds, plus two food, the reason why I have this highest out of those is because, kind of like I mentioned earlier, having the plus two meds per day that means you don't need a meds outpost anymore. Like, you literally do not need one, because unless you really want to have it just to make extra painkillers and things, because your infirmary, your infirmary takes two meds a day to run that. If you have this Enclave benefit, you're you're zeroed out. You're basically at, you know, null and void, you're zero, you're already sustainable. So, basically, just having this one Enclave benefit, you already take care of your infirmary. So... That's why I think it's a little bit better than the other ones, because it covers that for you, and you don't even need the meds outpost now. So, instead of having two meds outposts to cover that infirmary, if you have this, then it's already covered for you. So, that's why I think this is so useful. Number three is vehicle delivery. And I talked about this before. Vehicle delivery is so important because it gives you a car that's already repaired, it's already gassed up, so if you're running away from something... You can literally run into that car, drive away instantly. And that is why, unlike roadside assistance, this is so high because that is so powerful to have that. You know, if you're in a bad situation, you can call in a car and escape. So that is really handy and it's something that I'm definitely thankful to have in the game because cars are so important in this game and you, know, you can get into the bad situations in this game. I mean, there's situations that you're like, oh shoot, you know, how did I get two juggernauts chasing me? Or, oh man, I have a feral and a juggernaut, or I have a whole horde of zombies. So, you don't know what situation you're going to get into, and the situation could be something that you're not prepared to handle. I mean, maybe, you know, on a normal day, you're able to handle, you know, this giant horde that's coming after you. But, perhaps, you know, you weren't ready for it, and perhaps you have no beds left, perhaps you have no snacks on you. You don't know what your situation is going to be, so you might be in a situation where... You really don't have a lot on you, and maybe your gun's jammed, or maybe your melee weapon's broken. So, if you're in a bad situation, this is your get-out-of-jail-free card. So, you just, you know, hit a button, there you go, there's your get-out-of-jail-free card, your vehicle is ready for you, and you can just go grab it, and be on your way. So, the vehicle delivery to me is very important, and it's definitely one of the best Enclave benefits. Even if you don't use it all the time, I mean, I didn't use it all the time when I had it, it's so handy to have that there just in case you need it. So even if, you know, say you only use it like, say, 25% of the time, that 25% of the time that you do use it, you're going to be so thankful that you have it because that could save your characters. You know, your character could be close to dying. You could use this and then you're good. You know, the 75% of the time you're not using it, you're probably like, oh, man, this is such a waste. Like, I'm never using this, but... You're going to be very thankful to have it when it's one of the times you really need it. Number two. Well, I said it'd be on the top ten, and I said it was the hidden gem out of the Enclave benefits. Yep, bed and breakfast. So, bed and breakfast is my number two. And to me, you can't get much better than this for the Enclave benefit because you're getting your beds. So, say you have those two beds. Say you had a red talent bunk room. That's already seven beds covered. So... You literally just need one's beds outpost, and then you're covered. And then you're good for your, all your people. And on top of that, you get plus one food outpost, too. So, or sorry, not even an outpost. You get plus one food. So, basically, you have two outposts rolled into one. And unlike, say, Share of the Harvest, where you get basically two food outposts, what's cool about bed and breakfast is you get two different outposts that are helping you in different areas. So, you're getting a food outpost to help with your food situation. And you're getting beds to help your people, you know, be less cranky and have better morale. So 
what I love so much about bed and breakfast is it gives you two outposts in different areas. It's not, you know, overloading one area. So maybe, you know, construction partners, maybe you don't need two materials per day. Maybe you'd rather have one materials per day and one ammo per day. So that's what's nice about bed and breakfast is it gives you help in two areas that you would really want it. And I love this because bed and breakfast is so useful that it actually frees up two outpost slots. So now you have two other outposts you can do whatever you want with. And, you know, I haven't seen this one in game yet, but if I ever see this Enclave benefit in game, and I really want to keep it, you know, that's going to be my top priority is to keep these people happy. That way I always keep that Enclave benefit. And then, of course, number one, you know, I kind of had to give it number one. I mean, I think a lot of people out there would think of this one, and that's your ally medical advice. This is the one that gives you basically insta-heal, so... You know, the fact that you can instantly heal like that, that is so powerful and that is really worth it because if you're ever in a really bad situation, this is like your instant, you know, change the situation encouraged. I mean, basically you're about to die. Oh, let me just use ally medical advice. Boom, I'm good. And then you can get back to fighting. So, I mean, you can't say it enough how good this is. You know, even bed and breakfast, which I love that much. Ally medical advice is basically your, you know, number one emergency situation benefit. It's so helpful in emergencies, and for that reason alone, I had to give it number one. Because if you're ever in a bad enough emergency, you can use this real quick, you're good. You know, it is a radio command, so you would have to take a couple of seconds to go into your radio menu. But even so, I mean, it's so useful to you, and it's going to benefit you a lot to have this, so... Ally medical advice to me is number one because having the ability to heal that fast, that is so crucial to your survivor surviving. It might not be used every every time. I mean, kind of like the vehicle delivery, you might only use it, you know, 25% of the time, but the 25% of the time you use it, it's going to be so amazing to have that feeling. You know, say a horde's coming down on you, the juggernaut's after you, you're about to die, use this and you're good. Like, that is so nice, and it's kind of like with the vehicle delivery. I mean, it's so nice for the times that you actually do need it, that not having it would be a really critical thing where your community could, you know, be in a bad spot, because if you don't have this, then those situations where you would have needed it, you're not going to have it. So, I mean, I guess I'm just talking in circles at this point, but to me, it's very good to have it for those, you know, situations you really need it in. Situation you don't need it in, okay, you know, maybe it's taking up an enclave benefit that you could be using for something else, but it's a benefit that is going to be very useful to you in dire situations. But to recap our list, our bottom three enclave benefits, our worst ones, number three was training and advice, number two was neighbor here watch, and the worst one, in my opinion, is lending a hand, and then our top ten enclave benefits... Number 10, we had roadside assistance. Number 9, medical supplies. Number 8, construction partners. Number 7, assault play card. Number 6, share of the harvest. Number 5, munitions manufacturer. Number 4, open pharmacy. Number 3, vehicle delivery. Number 2, bed and breakfast. And the number 1 enclave benefit, ally medical advice. So that is our list. And, you know, I hope everyone enjoyed this. Um... It definitely took a lot of time and a lot of thinking to make my rankings. I'm sure some of you out there had different rankings. So if you have different rankings, definitely come, you know, let me know what your rankings are. I mean, let me know, hey, I really like, you know, open pharmacy a lot. Or, oh, you know, roadside assistance is so valuable to me. And I think that should be number one. So whatever you think, you know, your list is, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. You know, if you want to talk to me on Discord, you want to talk to me on Xbox, Twitter, Wherever it is, I definitely love to hear your thoughts and I'd love to hear some different ideas because I know there's definitely people out there that have different values than mine where they value a lot of things in the game more than I might. So I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are. But to go over some of our news real quick again, I'm going to hopefully have a stream tomorrow night on Sunday night. We're going to try and stream some Crackdown 3 and, you know, kind of get into that game, see what it's all about. Should be a lot of fun. And more streams are coming after the one-year anniversary, so in a month, um, I will have a regular stream schedule. Right now, I don't have a regular stream schedule. It's kind of, you know, whenever I can get to it, but um, 
a regular stream schedule is coming. It's not going to be, you know, super amount of time. I mean, I'm probably only going to stream twice a day. I'm probably only going to stream twice a week when the schedule comes out, but at least it'll be, you know, set days, so you can kind of, you know, know a little bit better. The next podcast, speaking of Crackdown 3, is going to be a Wednesday podcast about Crackdown 3, and we will also have a new State of the K2 episode on Saturday. And the Wednesday podcast on Crackdown 3, this might be the last Wednesday podcast I do, so we will have to see. Um, I'm still working out some things with the schedule after, you know, March hits, but We'll have to see what happens. Just it's definitely going to be the last Wednesday podcast for a while, but um, it might also be the last Wednesday podcast period because I might be doing some different things with the schedule. So we'll kind of see what happens. But if you want to get a hold of me and you know tell me what you thought of the episode or tell me you know what games that you might want me to cover, anything about State of Decay two, whatever the case may be, if you want to you know leave. Any kind of feedback at all, you can get a hold of me via email, theblazeexperience at gmail.com. You can get a hold of me via Twitter or Xbox, at blazeexperience. That's capital B-L-A-I-S-E, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C. And that's for both Twitter and Xbox Live by Gamertag. You can get a hold of me on Discord. That will be in the show notes. Or you can get a hold of me on YouTube comments. I don't respond as fast to YouTube comments, so if you do comment on YouTube, then... I will get back to you, but I usually only check that like once a week because um, I'm so busy in the other areas. But you can comment on there and I will get back to you. So those are kind of the main ways to get a hold of me. Probably the fastest way to go hold of me is either Discord message or a direct message on Twitter. Those are probably the fastest ways to get a hold of me. But if you want to find the podcast, obviously you're listening to it somehow. So you found it somehow, which I appreciate. But if you want to listen to it a different way, we're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, as it's now called. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on Spotify, Radio Public, Blueberry, Podbean, and basically any other directory you can think of. The only directory we're not on is iHeartRadio, which I'm going to try and get us on there. Just it's not um, as easy with that one, but I'm trying to get us on there, so... Basically, any directory besides that, you can, you know, find us on there. And especially with iTunes, if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, I would really appreciate your review. You know, those reviews on Apple Podcasts, they really help the podcast grow. They help more people find the podcast. So, you know, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts is very helpful to us. And I would really appreciate anyone doing that. But that being said, you know, I hope you everyone enjoyed this episode. It's been a lot of fun to talk with you today. And... I look forward to having another podcast released on Wednesday. So, you know, we're going to talk about some Crackdown 3. But until then, I appreciate everyone being here. And thank you for listening to The Blaze Experience. (laughs) 